You're listening to Unfiltered with Muhammad Uncut, a podcast about personal growth and authentic leadership. If you're looking for tips on how to manage others, get ahead, and make your way up the corporate ladder, this is not the show for you. This podcast is about being of service to others, leading from the heart, and evolving into a better version of yourself. Each episode brings you motivated stories about unfiltered leadership and authentic leaders, those who involve others, use their influence to amplify diverse perspectives, and inspire teams to achieve collective results. If this sounds like you, keep listening. Good afternoon and welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast. How do you spend your Fridays? Normally, I spend mine getting up, I look at my news feeds and various social media, and one of the first ones that I check out is something called the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four is a place where this person that I know really well through social media helps other people rise by spotlighting what they do and talking about them and really giving a shout out to the wonderful work that they're making and changing the world. And that's what we talk about at this podcast. Podcast. We, we want to change the world and go through that transformation, but until you go through that personal transformation and change yourself, you can't change anyone else. And a person who talks about that constant and positive transformation is my guest today. I'm humble. I'm going to bow down and just <laughs> hide because you have so much energy, Jay. Welcome to the podcast. I feel like I just guess. got, I, thank you. I feel like I just got on stage and it's like, I'm looking to over and I'm like, I should leave now because I'm sure I'm going to say something. It's screw this whole opening up. Right. So. You know. No, absolutely. And you know, the reason I, I gave you that introduction and every one of my guests deserves just an equal introduction because you bring so much warmth and authenticity to what you do. And that's so inspirational. It touches me every time I read or listen to you talk. And that's what we're going to do today. But I wouldn't do it justice if I didn't just give a bat, bit of background on who Jay Andrews is. So Jay Andrews is a recognized expert. So you enjoy that Java. I know you will. Just I, I can't imagine you without help of Java. So Jay Andrews is a recognized expert in social media branding and personal resilience. And with over 25 years experience in the corporate and entrepreneurial fields and a proven track record of successful social branding and media, he is the founder of Ripple Effect, the chief business officer at an international coaching company and a true unfiltered leader who brings the LinkedIn community so much value daily with his reflective and thought-provoking daily posts not the least of which is the Friday Fantastic Four, which spotlights individuals across the global community for their unique superpowers. Jay's presence doesn't stop there. He picks up the mic and takes his passion for motivating and inspiring others to audience through speaking engagements and giving his natural ability to connect with audiences using humor, storytelling, and powerful analogies. And he leaves us, his audience, inspired and empowered. Jay's warm personality on screen extends to, well, rather, his off screen extends to his on screen because he is a partner and father to four teenage boys. And whatever he's doing, Jay's following his personal mantra and professional mission statement to, positive, to positively affect one person 
a day and he does this like a ripple in a pond. And he's here to share those ripples with us today as my unfiltered guest. So that's the only scripted part of this interview, Jay. Wow, uh, thank you. you. I, I'd say Did I miss wow, out that, anything on who you are? It, is that me? <laughs> that's you. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, cheers. And thank no you. better way uh, than I want to spend my Friday lunch than having a conversation with you. And I'm going to start here, Jay. Some days we have days where we don't want to get out of bed, where we feel like crap. And the world seems gray. Our brains and our hearts and everything seems like, seems gray and it's raining internally. Yet you manage to wake up every day and bring that sunshine and positivity. How do you overcome your own gray clouds and still shine through for the rest of us? Um, well, I have rainy days too, to your point. Um, but I think what it is, it really goes back to things that I've gone through in my life. Um, I've always believed that we all have an opportunity to flip the script and I've anyone who knows me anyone I've clients people I've spoken to I constantly say yes what you're saying is true I'm not telling what you're saying is true but you can flip it and when you flip it wow look at all this positive stuff that's there and you have the choice should you choose to stay that whatever straight and narrow that you're seeing the great clouds or you can flip a bit and see the other side. And for me, it really is a true passion of just wanting to be here. Um, very quickly, I, like most people, kind of take things for granted. And I did it probably for most of my life. Um, yeah, you have setbacks and you have heartaches and you have things that you wish, damn, I wish I could do over. But it builds you who you are. But at the same time, you're still not taking what's there in front of you for what it really is. You take it for granted. And then, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. That really, truly is a human trait. Um, but for me, when you get it, like everyone will say to you, when that is taken away from you, you, some people don't wake up. I, on the other hand, I had to turn the alarm off because the universe kept freaking setting the alarm off and I woke up. So understanding that I'm living with a uh, blood disorder that there's no cure for, which has um, eliminated my expectation or life expectancy, excuse me. Um, I survived a pretty horrific car accident that there's no reason how I did it or why. Um, and I beat cancer. So these things that I went through, there was multiple opportunities to stay in bed and put the sheets down and not want to get out. But when you flip it over and you say, you know what, that was the day. But you get an opportunity to do it again. And it's like winning the lotto every single day. They call your number every single day. And you get, we all get the same 24 hours to do what we wish. And that's the most beautiful thing people really need to embrace. You get the choice, right? You can lay there. And I'm not saying that's a wrong thing. 
Uh, but what I'm telling you, there's so much more you can be doing when you get out there. And yes, the first step is the hardest. Uh, Mel Robbins did the five second rule, okay? And you know, it's a great read, quick read. I, I recommend everyone should read it. Um, and if you are struggling with that, oh, I've got to drag my butt out of bed, this would be a very good read for people to read Mel Robbins' five second rule because she really, in a nutshell, says like you're a rocket and you blast off. And so you, you're there and it's like five, four, three, two, one, boom. And you're up out of bed because once you get out of bed and you're in the bathroom, yeah, I'm in a shower. And you're doing all these things. How difficult it is to crawl back in. Now, you might have listeners that say, Jay, you're full of, you know what? I can still manage to get back in. But I'm telling you, it really is difficult because you're already mobile. Your body's moving. The mind's going. And um, I don't know if I truly answered the question, but for me, really is the opportunity to get to do it again outweighs any type of negative and, and you did answer the question because as you were talking the sun started coming out i kid you not okay i don't know how you do it but the great clouds were dispersing and the sun was coming out and you know jay i think that's the important thing is you know I, i've talked to a few guests who always portray themselves as very positive and resilient and look at me, I can do it, right? And that's, and you're like that. You're, you're very full of positive energy. What you've just shared is that we all have this negative energy within us and it can pull us down and the gray clouds can try to, you know, take over the sun, but the sun's always shining somewhere behind those gray clouds. We just have to part those clouds and it's not easy. And, you know, you been through a car accident, you've got blood disorder, you've beat cancer. Not a lot of people can say that, by the way. You know, I, I've never broken a bone. I've been hit by a car several times, right? Surprisingly, uh, no brain damage. Well, maybe, maybe there is. <laughs> I really haven't had one of those experiences as you have, right? I've had, seen it happen to others, others around me. So for some of us, for a lot of people, it can be, yeah, you know, that's just a really soft talk. And then for others who are still buried beneath those gray clouds and, and, and the adversity, they just can't seem to see the light. But I think what, sorry, go out, right? Yeah, how, I, I, what, how did you fight? How were you able to yank yourself out of bed and make that a habit? Um, I, it really wasn't easy. Um, if, so for, let me just just get rid of one facade that is out there. You see people that are exuding happiness and all that stuff. That's not a tap that goes 24-7. It's not Niagara Falls. It doesn't just keep flowing. It, it doesn't. And so I know there is a perception that it is continuous, seamless, but to be honest with you, um, it's not necessarily there may be always a dribble, but it's not that constant flow. Um, for me, it was, I had to literally think about the why. So why is this happening to me? And then this self-internal questioning of why. And then once I kind of started answering that, and some people will look to religion, 
Some people will look to books. Some people will look to family and friends. There will always be an external thing that will help you answer the question, why is this happening to me? Or why did this not happen to me? Um, but for myself, it was understanding that. And then what the answer I kept coming back to is, I've been given another opportunity to do something. So without getting into a huge philosophy, this is a philosophical conversation about, you know, we all have a purpose in life. Uh, you know, you need to fill your role. And when that role is accomplished, then you can part ways with this world and whatever. I mean, everyone has a philosophy of some sort of, of, of that. But for me, it just seemed that the universe, God, whatever, um, said, no, it's not your time yet. Like, there, there's a bigger role for you. Um, I was living in a, such a square box, and then all of a sudden, I, as I said, those things happened to me in a consecutive role, by the way, in a span of a year and a half. It was bam, bam, wow. bam, bam. Like, wow. I, I literally, I felt like I was in a boxing ring. And I've used this analogy when I've done speaking engagements about dealing with adversity. It's like you're in a ring, your opponent's life, and you get knocked, and you know, the first swing almost hits you, but you're okay. And then finally you do get hit and you're laying on the mat and you have three choices. And all three choices, by the way, are fine because you have to understand what the choice you're making at that moment is the right choice perhaps for you. So who is, who is someone else to tell you differently? Unless it, you're in a situation where you're going to hurt yourself, right? And there's no, there's no need for that. Um, so you can be counted out and, there's no, and that's okay. You're just going to, that's it. You're done. Uh, no more. Or you can turn to someone, your coach in boxing is, you know, your manager's in the corner and they throw in the towel and they, and they end it for you. So you've gotten help now. Or you pick your ass off the mat and you look life in the face and say, is that the best shot you got? Because I can handle more. And now I'm going to give it back. And I think for me, that's what it was. I made a choice that I... I, I, I've gone through all this. I, I was told I wasn't going to run and then learn how to run again. And, you know, and, and all these little things that have happened, I just made the choice not to do it. And there were dark times and there were low times where I was saying, I can't do it. Like after getting the diagnosis and then the car accident and going through a year of rehab and just like, you know, trying to get myself. And I finally thought, all right, I did it. And then I get diagnosed with cancer. I'm like, are you ah. kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Like, this is not happening. Um, but it's, it's, and then you have those dark moments, but then you, then it could be your children. It could be your parents. It could be your partner. Um, it could be your dog. It could be whatever it is. It, it, the thing is, there's, there is that one thing that it just grabs a hold of you and says, not today. Like, this is why you're getting up. And it could be something very trivial or it could be very compassionate, like another human being. Um, but that, that's what got me through. Like, there, was some there were some tough times, but I, I had, you know, there's children to think of and there's a whole other life out there to think about. 
And um, I still wanted to do so much with my life. And so given the opportunity that I've been given, I, I just give back. I, I just give with boundaries, but give. I think we run into a case of burnout, whether it's in the business world, whether it's in our personal lives, we feel so good because we're giving and it fills our bucket. And don't get me wrong, it's great when we give. But you have to understand, there was always you before anything else that was around there. And if you don't put yourself on the list, and I've been guilty of not doing that, you will, those, you will realize that there is no fence. There is no boundaries. And, and then one day you turn to your partner, you turn to your kids and they look at you and they're like, you're exhausted. And something will, or something vent comes up and you truly want to do it, but you can't. You burn, you burn talent. Exactly. So giving to people is what I love to do. Helping others achieve what I know they can achieve is what I want to do. And I want people to take pause in their life and to think differently. We can grab a book, and read it and say, all right, this is it. This is truth. And now this book here, Jackie Robinson, his autobiography, I mean, there's history. It's true, right? So, yes, but there's also other things inside that. And you have to, you as an individual have to make a decision that, yes, there is the truth, but then there's other things outside of that. And that's what needs to push you through. But at the same time, you need to make sure you have those healthy boundaries around you so you can experience all those things. Well, you know, when, you, when you're talking about giving, the thing that comes to my mind is get in our car and it takes us from point A to point B, eventually to point Z, and then we go back to point A. But if we don't take care of that car, keep it gassed up and get regular maintenance, the car is going to burn out, it's, it's, right? And so we've got to take care of ourselves first. We've got to make sure that we're well-oiled and right maintaining our, our our sense of self-care because if we can't be in an optimal shape for ourselves first we can't be in an optimal shape to help others you know and, and so as you're talking about giving i i'm with you i my social responsibility is here and sometimes i sit back and i missed a meeting or i dropped the ball somewhere or i told somebody i would do something and wasn't intentional but i just didn't have enough time in the day and I had to scale things back and, and, and choose. And it comes back to what you're saying about choosing. But something else you said about choosing that is powerful because as I think of your ray of sunshine that you share and, and that darkness that you've been through that we all go through as well, is you mentioned how we're grateful or we're thinking about the things, I'm gonna get the gratitude in a second, but we're thinking about why did this happen? Okay, we, we right. Why didn't this happen? We're tottering between this lack of gratitude for the things that didn't happen and the things that did happen, and right? And we don't stop and think, if you believe in God, or if you believe in a greater force, if you believe in the universe, whatever it is, could it be that that greater force is saying, this didn't happen because it was a blessing in disguise, and this happened because it was a blessing in disguise, I don't think that the earth or the world or the universe or God is so miserably unforgiving 
that they're going to gain up on us and say, hey, guess what you're getting in these two years? You're going to get diagnosed with disease and you're going to get in a car. I, I think, you know, life happens and we either act or get acted upon. And then do we get in the driver's seat or the passenger? And, you know, you choose regularly to stay in the passenger seat and you're going to drive on some dirt roads and get, you know, in front of you, you're going to find some dead end roads and, but you choose to find the right road to continuously come back on and take others with you. And you do this, not just so people know, yeah, you do this and you share and give back on your social media, but you do this in your work and you explain how you bring this into the work that you do and how well you do this. So for instance, I have clients when I'm doing their social media marketing and branding, okay? I sit down and get to know them. Them. The owner, the founder. Okay? Get to know them because you don't start something without putting a part of you in it. This is why founders, owners, small entrepreneurs for sure, and, and even the people who got, went on to make big corporations there's a piece of them in there and that's why they care. So they may give an image that adds ah, off their back. They don't care, but that's a piece of them inside there. So they actually give a crap. And so when you understand who they are, what they are, why they are giving of whatever the product is, what the message they're trying to get across, you understand that then you can produce the best image, the best product helping them on a platform where everyone has their hand up saying, hi, look at me. I, need, I want you to listen to what I have to say. Buy from me. And that's a very hard thing. Here, I'll give you an analogy. Imagine turning on your television and there's never a program, but all it is on every single channel is an ad, a 30-second ad. That's it. No programming, just that. That is social media. It is mm. non-stop ads. Bombardment. And so what, so what makes one ad better than another ad? Authenticity, genuine. You know, like these things that we throw terms around, like it, 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 it's nothing. But once you, when, for me, once I get to know who I'm working with, I'm actually seamlessly able to bring them to the table so when yourself Mohammed looks and goes wow isn't billy joe just doing amazing i don't know how he does it he he's busy doing this and doing that but he still shows up and does all these things and little do you know it's jay andrews doing that for him but it looks exactly like him and he's not being fake because we work together and I'm taking him and bringing him over here and then putting it out. And, and I think it's, it's, it's a true, true partnership. It's not client, um, you know, uh, sorry, client in yourself. It's, it's like where there's a hierarchy, like you listen to me and you do what you're told type of thing. It's, we are a partnership. We are 50-50. I have turned away from people and saying, it's not 60-40. It's not 
it's actually 50-50. And because I want you to hear what all I have to say, and I 100% want to hear what you have to say. And you'll be right, and I'll be right, and you'll be wrong, and I'll be wrong. And you know the beautiful thing is? We'll push that together, and we'll have the perfect yin and yang, and that is the magic. So this is what I bring into when it goes into business. Um, you know, that's just one aspect of it. I do the same thing with when I'm speaking. Like, when somebody asks me to come in and speak in events, I mean, I speak in front of corporations. I speak in front of schools. You know, like, everyone can learn something from a topic, say, resilience. They can learn something. In business, we learn it on more of a financial, that type of thing, decision-making. But those same people who are younger in high schools, you, their resilience is not too far away from that. It's, but it's more of on a social level. And for me, it's just understanding who we're talking to and knowing that they need help as well. So I go in there with a big heart and, and wanting to understand who that audience is and seeing what I can do to help them. Well, I, it's, I've been in offices sitting at a board table, and I got guys like, I have literally people grabbing their phones in the middle of a meeting. I'm talking, and they're doing this. That's okay. The message is not, you're not understanding, or you choose not to understand. Again, it's choice, and that's okay. You're not having my feelings. You know, like, I'm sorry, like, I, I'm getting paid. I mean, if this is what you want to do, it's not a very good look in front of your colleagues. But, I mean, what you bring as a business, as a leader, what you bring to the table is what you will not only reciprocate back to yourself, but, but to my point about ripple effect, it will just move forward like this. So you can't be half in. You got to be all in. And again, with boundaries, because um, people think it's like a poker table and you push all your chips and you're like, okay, I'm all in and throw caution to the wind and who cares? It's not like that at all. Yeah, you're doing the motion of putting it in, but there's a strategy behind it. And, that, and the strategy is the boundaries. So, you, so we'll, anyways. You know, when you talk about a JS partnership, because a lot of the time, you know, we started this conversation today by reflecting on how busy life gets and things are zooming past us. And I, I think, I don't know if we were already recording or pre-recording, you know, we were talking just about how the day ends and we forget that we were supposed to do certain things, right? I've had times when I'm supposed to be at a meeting or my you know, I have an engagement with my son or my, or my wife and, and I overlook it because I've just, I'm burning the candle in so many different, right? It's not just, it's a round candle and I feel like the whole thing's set on fire, but yet I'm getting energy from, from this candle. So it's hard to turn it off. I don't want to. And, you know, when it comes to getting assistance in our lives where we get somebody maybe do our taxes, we go to a good accountant because they do our taxes. We, God forbid, if we get ill, we go to a doctor. We don't try to self-medicate, right? So we forget when it comes to building our brand, whether we're a small entrepreneur or, or coach or, or whatever our role is or whether we're 
uh, a mid-sized organization or a large organization, we all have to brand. We all need to tell people why on that ad that's continuously running, they should choose us over somebody else, right? We can all give good service, but why should they pay for our service? And the idea of partnership, I bring it back to the idea that we need help. You know, the day just isn't long enough to comb through LinkedIn and and you know put the right content and drive business to whatever you're doing or to go on your facebook or instagram like you could literally be doing that full time and i'll give you an example i, I i've got a full-time job so i'm doing this over lunch and i've got my coaching and my other businesses and you know i working sometimes in the you know to the hours of the night i'm doing podcasts maybe at two o'clock in the morning because i'm connecting with somebody in new zealand whatever right a lot of energy but do I have to do everything? So, you know, to your point, when it comes to branding, when it comes to creating that voice and that feel and the look so others can engage with us, why not authentically create a relationship with somebody like yourself who can help create that partnership so that when people are listening to what we are putting out there, it sounds like us talking because it is us talking. You're and then, you know, I have no doubt that you're able to bring the Jay Andrews that you project when you're connecting with all of us to the same relationship when you're projecting and um, speaking with your clients. And the reason I went into that is not just to give you a shout out, but this is about leadership. I think about when we do something and we're all in and it's unfiltered, it's authentic. When I'm working with somebody, I can build that trust because I see the transparency. I they're not just turning me into a transaction. They're creating a relationship with me. And I've picked coaches personally because that's what resonated with me. The person wasn't just there to turn me into a transaction. They were there to help me turn myself into a more reflective, emotionally intelligent individual so that I can shine and do the work that I do best with others. And we forget that sometimes. We try to be that same coach that we need or that we provide that service to others we try to do that to ourselves and if you ever try to tickle yourself it doesn't work right you get your partner to tickle you and you're like stop and so i think sometimes if we want to enjoy that benefit of being tickled right we need we need help i'm not sure if that's the best example i don't think go in there and tickle people but no right but you know you you are correct i mean i we are not experts in everything. I'm sorry, uh, anyone who just spit out their coffee right now, shame on you. But that's listening to this and said, what? I'm, I'm so good in it, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know what? Let's just come down a notch a little bit. I'm glad that, you, that you're good in a lot of things. You might be an expert in one or two things, but you're not, it's not this expert in everything. And I believe everyone should have a coach. First and foremost, everyone should have a coach. And when you're running a business and you're working 10 hours a day, 8, 10, 12, 14 hours a day, are you kidding me? You're going to have time to branch off and do a bunch of branding and marketing things. Are you kidding me? You're going to have time to start blogging and start writing a bunch of other things. Or you're going to have time to freshen up and be 
right on point for a podcast, come on. The podcast can be happen, but you need to relieve some of the other things around you. And this is where asking for help and connecting and having that genuine conversation with somebody and saying, yeah, I get this person. Look, I've said this to a lot of people out there. I'm a menu, okay? We're going to a restaurant. You know what it's like. You go to a menu and you open it up and you got all these things in there and you're flipping it through. Will there be something on the menu that you will order from? I hope. If there's not, you close it and you choose to move on and you go to another restaurant. a different restaurant. In other words, we've heard this expression millions of times, not everyone's cup of tea. We are so focused as entrepreneurs, as business owners, that we need to cast that big net out there and we've got to catch all the fish because we got to make sure that we're talking to every single person out there, demographic. No. That will burn you out. It will, it will, it will make you so thin that whatever your mission statement is, you're going to look back four or five years from that and you're going to look like, what, where in the hell is my mission statement? Because you've spread yourself too wide. Thin. It's so, so thin. It is your further ahead to make sure that you have someone beside you that says, let me take the net from you. Let me drive the boat. Let me get the bait. So you can focus on steering the boat. You know, it's just, it, it, it's, we just have to learn and we tell our children there's never a stupid question, right? We teach them that. Why is it when we become adults, we're afraid to ask a question? Why is it when we become adults, we're afraid to ask for help? It's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. And, you know, Brene Brown said it best in one of my favorite books by her is The Gifts of Imperfection. And it's just, which is a must read, by the way. So if anyone hasn't read that book, read that book. Um, and I'm not getting paid by Brene Brown. I'm just saying that it's a wonderful book. Um, but you really, truly need to embrace your vulnerability because then not only will you be a stronger individual, but you'll be a stronger business person. You will have better connections when it, when it comes to money, relationships. Like it's just everything just, it just comes all together. It becomes that sticky glue. You know what I mean? That it just mm. keeps the bond together. Um, and I've really embraced this vulnerability thing. I don't have all the answers. I do not know everything. And if I don't know anything, I'll tell you and I'll look it up and try to find or get somebody that will get the answers for you. And I'm not afraid to ask for help. And you know, Jay, I, I feel like things are changing. As, as a person who identifies as a man, you know, I feel that for men, it's becoming easier, but there's still this confine of, we look at women as weak because they express their emotions, right? We know women are more emotionally intelligent. Most of us, most men look at women as weaker because they are more emotional. We don't go one step further and recognize they're stronger because they're more emotionally intelligent. And then we look at men who are expressive of their emotions as weak. And I won't use some of the terminology that I've had hailed at me, right? Because I 
as a man, I speak up and say, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to say, I don't know. You don't have to be a fortress of knowledge or pretend to be a fortress of knowledge. The best thing that you can say is, I don't know yet what to learn, teach me. I see, you know, I see this pendulum swinging the other way, but how do we, you know, bring it back now to this self-growth and becoming better leaders, that sense of transformation for us so that we can lead others better, whether it's our children, our partners, you know, in our workplaces, but we gotta lead ourselves. How do we, how do you recommend that we find that balance and integration to be able to say, it's okay. As a man, I'm going to recognize these essential skills and not soft skills. I'm going to embrace them, my, my vulnerability. I'm going to talk about it. How can we make that more prevalent to say it's okay to do that? This is going to sound so simplistic that people are going to say, no way. Can't be that easy. But what I'm about to say sounds easy, but it's probably the hardest thing you'll ever have to do. You need to look in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself. That's the start. That you love yourself. You love yourself. That's where it starts. If you don't like who you are, and yes, physically, we may want to adjust things and change our eating habits or go to the gym more, whatever, you know what I mean? Change our hair color. I'm not talking... Yes, okay, that does. I'm talking the, the you, the you, you, the person who is inside of you that makes you intrinsic the most us. You, exactly. The most unique person, but there's not another one out there like you. That's the person. And if you like that, not like you love that person, and then you have now set the bar to build upon so you can go out and be vulnerable. You can go out there and say, it's okay to cry. You know, my late father, and who passed away this year, you know, he told, he, I grew up, my dad was, a, was in the Air Force, so I was an Army brat. And my dad told me at a young age, men, boys don't cry. Men don't cry. Suck it up. All this macho BS masculinity still going on today full full force and then he turned to me when he was in his I'd say mid 40s late 40s and my dad turned to me and he said you know Jay it's okay if men cry and I was just like and for a long time I was mad at my dad because I'm like you told me forever that men don't get upset and then when I and I was and when I did get upset when I was growing up I thought I was doing something wrong because you know my father I looked up to him I loved him and he was my you know person that I thought was like the greatest mentor of all time and here he's now telling me you know that oh I got it wrong and it's okay and that took a long, that took a couple of years for me to really grab a hold of that. And, but I'm so glad he told me that because you know what? We don't always get it right. Mm. And this is where I teach my four boys. And, you know, and my partner says to me, 
you know what? They're like, well, why is he crying? Like something will happen. They'll see like tears coming down my eyes. And they're like, why is he crying? And, you know, she'll either say, ask him directly or, you know, they'll, they'll tell the, I'll share with them. But I think it's important for these young men to see that, yeah, they're a parental figure, a father figure is, that is a male that is showing emotion and is healthy and is fine and is, can still be strong and still be productive and still lead. Um, I think it's super, super important. And it all goes back to looking at yourself and saying, I, I love myself and I trust myself. And then you can take that and it really is the roots of a tree and it just spreads. Right. But if, but if you don't have that, if, but if you don't start with that one belief, you're like a seedling and you put it in. And if you don't believe in that, I'm sorry, you might get one root because you're going to still live, but the roots will not spread. And, and really super important. So any men out there, and you're, and listen, I'm telling you, this macho bravo kind of crap masculinity garbage that we've been shoved down our throat for over hundreds and hundreds of years right. is hate to break the news to you. It, that, sh that crap doesn't work. It, it only gets you so far. And this is why I look at women and it's just like, I see strength and power and, and it is the intellectual abundance of knowledge and wealth and experience that are there. It's just, I can sit there and just cross my arms and listen to it all day. And I'm like, just bring it in. I mean, there's a reason that, if, again, if you believe in the higher force, there's a reason that they were chosen to have children. There's no way. I, I, I still shudder when I think about going in with my wife three times. It's like, I'm not looking. <laughs> no, so we have the audacity to say that women are weaker. And I'm not just, you know, I'm not, this isn't just lip service. This is because I've learned and, you know, I have many people say to me, oh, I learned this when I was 40. I learned this. You know, we've we grown in, in a society, we've grown up in a society where that macho bravado, and we see what's happened with the Me Too movement and, and with, with, with the inability to speak up and say this is wrong, right? We need to, in order to become allies of our, you know, the, the female gender, we need to be able to recognize the strength that they bring to the table, and we need to be able to empower ourselves to ally with them. We need to be strong enough to create that relationship. And whether it's our partners, if, if we're in a um, heterosexual relationship or whatever relationship you're in, right? You've got to be strong enough that you can create those bonds because if you always see yourself as the more powerful one in the relationship, it's an imbalance. And I grew up in a pretty patriarchal community where you know I, I was always told as the man I'm the bread earner and you know my wife had to cook and clean I'm sorry you'll see her in the winter months you know doing this uh pushing the the, the snow lower but I'll be inside washing the dishes and you know and, and it, it's a you know she calls me she turns around to me all the time she goes we're partners right she picked that up from me when I was asking her to do something but it's true it's got to be a partnership and it's not an imbalanced partnership it's got to be a partnership like you were saying earlier, where it's not 40-60, it's gotta be 50-50. It's not all in or all out. And you know, 
we can continue talking about this because it, it, you inspire me to do so. And I think it's a very important conversation, but I want to go to how you inspire others and how you help empower and help others rise through your fantastic four. I want to ask you, yeah. where does it start? I, I say this every Friday to myself, where the heck does he find these people? Right? And, yeah. and you know, it's amazing. And I'm glad you do because you encourage the rest of us to embrace them and to celebrate them. But how do you do it? Okay, so I'll give you a quick backstory and then I'll answer that question. Sure. Right? So, so on the platform, there over the last two to three years, there's been a shift in LinkedIn. It's been, uh, there's more LinkedIn creators. There's more content that I say comes from the heart rather than a resume with a, with a heartbeat, right? It, it really, it, I, I've, I was there to see the transformation mm -hmm. happen. Okay. Fortunately. So, and, and I have been very blessed to be one of a group of creators that were kind of got in at ground zero and was helping the movement happen out there. Um, and over time and in the beginning, you would have once in a while say, you know, I'm going to give, uh, I, I, I met Louise H. Reed at a convention and I'm going to give her a shout out because I'm going to look up her profile and I'm going to go, anyone in my network should really check out Louise H. Reed because, you know, she's just really amazing speaker when it comes to humanizing leadership. And then I put that out there and a bunch of people like it. I tag some people and blah, blah, blah. That shout out or spotlight for people that was happening like that that was it i was and i've and i've looked into this because i know people who work on linkedin is from what i was told that i was one of the very first if not the first person to actually bunch people together exactly men and women doesn't matter religion culture faith it age doesn't matter where they are in the world. I was the first one to do four people and really hone in on what these people are doing. I've always said that we all have superpowers. You know, you may not know what it is. Look at how many comic book heroes are out there and they have no idea what they are. And then all of a sudden this revelation happens. And they're like, wow, I can do this. And I had no idea. We are not too far from fictional superheroes. Okay, we are the original have, superheroes, I think we are. We all have that thing within us that changes people's lives, changes the community around us. And some of us are very humble about it. Some of us not so humble about it. But at the end of the day, the same thing has happened regardless of where you fall on that scale. You are making a positive change to the community. And this is where the Fantastic Four comes in. I have a network that is so diverse. It is so all over the place. You want to talk about a tall salad. It's a tall salad. It's got everything. Or an all-you-can-eat buffet. I mean, we've got every region you can think of, businesses that are out there. For me, it's super important is that, yes, you can surround yourself. If you're a coach, you surround yourselves with coaches because it's smart. You learn from each other. You get to see what they're doing, and it makes sense. But you are losing out on the human connection of what everyone else is bringing around you. If you're a leader 
and you're like Howard Schultz and you're leading your Starbucks and stuff, you think if he surrounded himself all around coffee people, Starbucks will be where it is today? No, he branched out. He got to learn other things. He learned the human side of what people do and how they function and learned that from other companies and other businesses talking to individuals. And this is what I've done with my network. So I'm learning constantly. So I, so yes, I surround myself with social media people, marketing people, coaches, you know, uh, anyone under the umbrella. Like the most important thing you can do, and I'm going to give this, this I'm going to call this LinkedIn 101, okay? So if anyone's listening, please, please, please grab a pen and listen to this. Don't, if you see something you like, you hear a post, you read a post, and you go to their profile, and you like what you're seeing, please, please, please do not just send a friend or a connection request. Myself, generally, for the most part, I generally do not accept. Please write a message, take the time, and reach out. Look at it this way. If you saw balloons hanging out on a street, on, a, on someone's street corner, tied up on a lamppost, would you pull over in the car, get out of your car, and just walk in? No. You have no idea who these people are. And then when people look at you go, who are you? You're like, well, I saw the balloons, so I thought I'd come in. It's the exact same thing. You, you just, there's an etiquette to it. And I think when you get to kind of know these people and see what you're doing, they become part of your network. You're able to help them out. And leading back to the Fantastic Four, this is how I made so many of these connections. All these people that I've shown, I'm going to share this secret. I know what they're all doing. I may not like everything they say, when they put a post, I may not comment on everything they do, but I know what they're doing. And so I'll see something and I'm like, wow, they re people got to know about this person. They're in Ghana. Who, who, who connects to people in Ghana? Unless it actually has some type, for most people, unless it has some type of financial reward or they're going to be able to collaborate on something that they're going to financially reward themselves with, Chances are they're not going to reach out to somebody like that. There are some brilliant people on the other side of the on the other side of Canada, like across the as they say the pond over there, another continent. Brilliancy superheroes are everywhere, and this is what I try to do with the Fantastic Four. I want people like yourself to see the post and going, "Holy geez, I didn't know this person lived in Toronto." That it's in my backyard. So you reach out. Next thing you know, you're having coffee with these people. And or you're, you know, wherever they are in the world, you're starting to make these connections. And then you're going to find out what a great human being they are, their superpowers, and chances are you'll probably be able to work together or they will find somebody that will help you because we all need help sometimes. And you know, Jay, and I know you know this, but I have to say it. Yes, you are connecting those people and you're helping to get, shine the spotlight on them. But what you're doing too is you're calling up the good in the world. You know, when I read the Fantastic Four and you bring those four together, because you're right, I don't know if I've read anything on, on my LinkedIn where at least four people have been celebrated for the changes in, you know, the whole square thing and how you connect them. I, I really love it, right? But you're also celebrating, hey, folks, 
Did you know there's that much goodness on this earth? And we need that message now more than ever to recognize that there's so much goodness, so much love. And, you know, I'm going to share this with you. I didn't tell you when you uh, blessed me with that anointment of, you know, being on Fantastic Four. I was, I got on a train going to Toronto. It was a Friday morning. And I was having a bad day at home. Let's just say the kids were bothering me. I wasn't having a good day. And I felt very hurt. And I was going for a very important event. I was going to, uh, I'd just been given, um, recognized by the new Canadian media as their chief learning officer, something that I don't get paid to do, but I get paid to do their events. But it was kind of giving back and getting involved and it's the pulse of immigrant uh, Canada. So we celebrate those voices. And uh, I was going to do some workshops. I was really excited, but I was feeling upset because things at home just didn't, I had a little squabble with my, with my uh, kids and they were, I didn't feel appreciated. So on the one hand, I was going to feel celebrated to make this difference with the community and, and give back and really empower these voices in a workshop. And the other hand, I felt like shit because at home things were not that good. And so these forces were coming together, right? Or falling apart. And I was getting all these LinkedIn messages, you know, on, on the train. I'm like, what did I do today? Right? And then I go to Toronto and I'm doing this video to get people hyped up about it. And then somebody said, oh, I'm connecting with you because of Jay's post. I'm like, Jay's post. Right? For some reason, I don't get a, uh, an alert when I'm tagged. We'll have to talk about it offline. And I went and I took a look at this and I thought to myself, wow, me? One of these guys? No way. Right? And you made my day. Now, so you, the impact that you did is you help these people. You don't know the goodness that kindness can make. It doesn't matter how popular or how professionally uh, powerful you may be or su successful. We all have shitty days. And I was having a shitty day. It was raining that day. It was actually February, but it felt like it was raining in my heart. And uh, I went, I sat in Marche, and then I connected with Jacqueline Way, right? Um, and we were having a great conversation and I learned about her, her organization. So through that day, I was getting this boost of energy from your post and connecting with people and having conversations and creating relationships. Help me put things into perspective. Wait a minute. I got upset with my kids and I'm letting it bother me this much. I reached out and I mended and it was a, just, it was really a miscommunication but it changed my day. So thank you, by the way. And the reason I say this is important, when you celebrate these people and the great changes that they're doing in the world, you, you may or may not know the impact that you're having on their personal lives as well. And when we connect with people and give that message and say, keep up the great work, you're making a difference, right? And when we think about the sickness that our society's in, and I just, my daughter just recently lost a friend, you know, he committed suicide we're all susceptible to these pains and adversity. So the difference that being kind and reaching out and celebrating others, it's important. It's, it's vital. It's what makes us, it's what makes our heart tick. And, and, you know, I think that's what leadership is about. It's, it's being that transformational leader to reach out and to connect with others. And you do that so well. And you and I can continue talking about how well you do this for at least two more hours. We <laughs> have to talk again. But I want to ask you here, and you've given us so many nuggets of wisdom, and I'm going to ask you for one more. I call this the unfiltered thought of the week. 
So you're definitely hands down, you're an unfaltered leader who inspires the rest of us on these platforms to make a positive difference. What could you tell, share with us to help us spread that same sort of positivity and, and become motivated to be better to ourselves and to others? What would you give us in terms of an advice or an enlightenment or anything you could share with us? Wow, uh, that's, a, that's a big question. Um, or what do you want me to say? Um, I think for me, first and foremost, every, everyone has to understand you are important, period. Don't let anyone ever tell you you're not important. And I'm not talking egotistically and, you know, and pumping your tires. I'm saying to you as a human being, as a person that, you know, makes a difference, small or large, you're important, period. No one can ever take that away from you. And the other thing is a bit of advice is, and I shared this with someone, I'm not going to say her name on LinkedIn, but it was based on a, on a, on a, one of my posts, thought-provoking posts that asked people to pause and think for a moment. And I was basically saying the common ways you can either look back or you can look forward. You really have a choice. And then don't get yourself so wrapped up in thinking about what was or what ifs or all the things I may have or should have done. Look at it this way. There's nothing wrong going back. So you're walking by and you see a storefront. You walk by the window, and that's your past life, by the way, or things that you've done. There's nothing wrong looking at the window, looking in. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't go inside the store because there's nothing in the store anymore. You've been there. For sale. You've seen it all. You've seen it. You've seen it all. You know, and I shared that, that analogy with her. Just so pe people have to understand, we do and go through things and we question why we do it. But understand that it's not always necessarily a bad thing. We are perfectly imperfect. And if you can understand that, then you can always make a step forward in the right direction. It's amazing. That is truly amazing. And, you know, and I'm sure if I asked you yet again, you'd share much more of your wisdom. But that's why we're going to continue following what you're doing and where you're sharing and encourage people to authentically because at the end of the day, it's making that difference by being the authentic unfolding that you are, that you inspire others to be. We all have that within us. So keep walking, find that next door and create a new opportunity. So thank you very much for being my guest today. I want to thank you for the inspiration that you continue to inspire every single day. Blessings to you. And thank you for being my unfolding guest today. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers to you. Thank you for listening to Unfiltered, the show about authentic leadership and personal growth. Like what you heard? Click subscribe, share it, and tell a friend about it. And don't forget to leave a rating.